you know, I've been pretty sick this last week, but hopefully on an upward trend like the Wallabies, you know? So, yeah, hope for positive things. <laughs> yeah, it can't, it can't get much worse for the Wallabies, to be fair. Um, but I'm also uh, battling some crookness. So if you hear my, my voice start to go, probably both of our voices, we're hanging in there for our true fans. Yeah, um, absolutely. Battling. Um Purely to bring you a bit of a, a preview to the rugby championship, which kicks off mm-hmm. in in about six days now. I yep. think seven days. Yeah, I know. Uh, One a.m. next Sunday is the Wallabies game against South Africa, which I will be staying up for. There you go. There you go. Big commitment from the Wallabies fan. Ah, uh, well, yeah, it's not too bad. You know, yeah, you can stay up for a one one a.m. game, and you go to bed like three a.m. Still get a good decent sleep there. Yeah, I'll be waking up at 5 a.m. to watch the All Blacks, so I won't be watching the Wallabies game. Um, but Even I'll watch. The 5 a.m.'s not too bad. It's when you're in like the 2, 3, 4 a.m. The 3 a.m. Is, is the absolute disaster. The 3 a.m., um, yeah, you're, you're, you're lost. The whole day's ruined um, because you're, you're there until like, you know, 5 a.m. And then, especially if you haven't got the win, if you've lost and you've wasted yeah. that time, you lie there in a bit of pit of misery and then you go to bed. And wake up a couple of hours later. So, look, it's an exciting weekend. Obviously, the rugby championship kicking off. It's a bit of a prelude before the World Cup. A bit of a, you know, no one really remembers who wins the rugby championships in a World Cup year, as we always say. However, four teams going into it, obviously, All Blacks, Wallabies, Springboks and Loch Pumas. Um... I guess I'd like to hear what your predictions are for the whole tournament and whole before we kick off our round one predictions. Like, what do you see happening as a Wallaby fan? What are you expecting as a Wallaby supporter? Eddie's first time really in charge. Like, us All Blacks, we know what to expect, but I'm interested to hear your point of view for this tournament. Yeah. Well, I think last year, um, you know, it was New Zealand... Uh, then South Africa, then Australia, then Argentina. I think uh, Australia will put in a better showing uh, this year. Um, you know, I think the, the loss to Argentina last year was a real death knell for Dave Rooney. Was, and even though Argentina has massively improved, as they showed by beating New Zealand as well, um, I think it was just Australia probably taking their foot off the gas a bit. You know, Michael Hooper with his um, sort of mini sabbatical he took from international rugby then. Um, I think Australia will come into this a lot more energised. Like, Eddie Jones seems to have brought a lot more spirit back to the team. Like, Hoops seems really focused in on this. I think it's almost like he's a bit disillusioned, Hooper last year, where he was saying he wasn't sure where the squad was going, wasn't sure what he was doing, and he didn't seem to have any focus. I think he's got a bit more focus. I think he and Slipper as captains is a really great call. I think it's something we predicted would happen as well. Um, the whole squad seems to be really focused. Everyone seems to be very hungry. And, you know, the expected team on paper looks uh, amazing. Like the one that um, we've put out there on uh, Instagram and other socials, that the predicted team. I think the only thing that's going to be different from our predicted team to the actual team is that Callaway won't be at fullback because he's still out injured. It'll probably be, uh, I imagine, Tom Wright will probably... I actually think I think they're going to go Reese Hodge. I think with the really? same styles, yeah. same style as as we discussed last year. When you come to this tournament against South Africa, what do they like mm. to do? Play South African ball. What does South African ball include? A lot of high kicks. Um, so a yeah. tall man by the name of Reese Hodge, I don't think will be far away from the team. 
Yeah. I think uh, the, what's exciting as well is Angus Bell is he's almost certainly not going to play, but he's that close that they've taken him on the plane uh, with them. And I think he's a really he's one of the best players in Australian rugby right now. But I mean, you look at the back line: Nick White, Quade Cooper, uh, Suliasi Budavalu, and this is our predicted lineup, by the way. This is not the confirmed squad. But I, I, I Eddie Jones seems to be in love with uh, Budavalu. So you imagine he's probably on one wing. Karevi is fit, ready to go. He's on the plane. Len Ikitao, Korobete, and then, you know, probably Reese Hodge at the back there. Like, you know, outside of Reese Hodge, you've got some really good strike weapons. And Reese Hodge provides that safety net, I guess, uh, in, the, in the back line uh, and under the high balls. I think that's a really, really... And then in the, in the forward pack, if you have Richie Arnold and Will Skelton in there, you've got some really quality second rowers to, to go along with the rest of the forward pack. That is very, very good as well. So um, I'm expecting that there will be a really good showing from the Wallabies this year. I, I'm predicting either a first or a second placing for them. Yeah, good to hear you're uh, buoyant by that one. Again, as everyone should know by now, it is only you play everyone once with a Rugby World Cup year. So only three games all up for each team. Australia travels to just South Africa and gets the two home games of Argentina and New Zealand. New Zealand travels to Argentina and Australia, whereas South Africa have two home games and a game in New Zealand. So there's no one re- other than probably Argentina who have to at home against New Zealand, then travel to Australia, then back to South Africa. Probably the hardest schedule for them. It is there's quite a lot of tra- traveling for every team, so it's not like there's a a favour there. I would say what. Well, I don't think you've ever bet South Africa in Pretoria and Loftus Fairfield. Um, mm. So for you to get the job done there would be a big statement. Eddie Jones has talked about it. Um, and then for, I guess, Argentina to back it up um, would be another big statement. So it's, it's, it's hard for me to predict two South African losses in South Africa, if you know what I mean. And saying that, it's hard also for me to predict an All Blacks loss to Wallabies because that just doesn't really happen too often. So I, I do see things pretty much staying as as standard as New Zealand and South Africa lead the way. Um, but it's a World Cup year, and as we all know, anything can happen during a World Cup year. Anyone could come to the front. So round one predictions. Australia versus South Africa. Husey, can Eddie and the boys get the job done for the first time ever in Pretoria? You know, why not? You know, everything... <laughs> Everything is impossible until it happens for the first time, right? You know, so everything has never happened before until it happens. Humans never flew until the Wright brothers flew, and now we fly all the time. You know, all right. So why not? Why so not? you're you're con- uh, comparing the uh, Wallabies' first win in South Africa to the discovery of flight? Is that what we're? Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Look, yeah, it's just you know, I, I why not? Why not? You know, it's a, it's a strong Wallaby squad going over there, and it's something that you know they're going to. If if Eddie Jones and if the Wallabies want to have any hope of uh, winning a World Cup this year, they've got to believe that they can do it, and they have to have the supporters believe that they can do it as well. You know, that spirit of belief is what is going to carry this Wallabies team forward, and I believe they they've got the talent to to do it. So I'm going to predict. I'm going to be a, a true supporter and predict my Wallabies to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a true all-black supporter and predict a Wallaby loss. Um, purely b- 
because just and it's not so much yeah. neutral playing field. I do think it's a different game, and I would do a bit yeah. more look into the two teams and how. Like, again, it's it's one of those. It's an unknown at the moment. We've never seen a Wallaby team with five, you know, international players selected. We've never seen a Wallaby team with quite this much size all coming together this early. We've never seen a Wallaby team with a coach like this for a very long time. Like, you date back to Checkers times to think really about when was the Wallabies about the Wallaby way and everything like that. So yeah. it's, it is a lot of unknown, but just the, the fact that they've got to go to South Africa, get the win in South Africa in a place they've never done it. You may be saying why not, I might be saying why. Because I just yeah. think that's my why. Uh, as much as everything, I just think the attitude, everything like that, it's just going to be a step too hard. Yeah, look, I mean, it's fa- fair enough. I, I know I'm probably delusional or whatever, but you know, why not? Totally, totally. I, I, you got to back your team. If you don't back your team, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Uh, the other game, the All Blacks versus Argentina in Argentina. Now, Argentina have bet the All Blacks twice. It's happened in Australia and it's happened in New Zealand. The Argentinians are yet to beat the All Blacks in Argentina, which is quite interesting. Um, as <coughs> an All Blacks fan and as a man who knows what he's talking about, well, at least thinks to like to know what he's talking about, the All Blacks win this game. The All Blacks will come out. I think Ian Foster will have the team firing. Some players missing, uh, Whitelock, Fanganuku and Jordan have all been ruled out um, after that World Cup for, uh, World Cup final, Super Rugby Pacific final. Uh, but I still think this team gets the job done. I do see, think we see a couple of debuts come from this game as well. Um, just like, I guess, in your game as well, I, 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 there's a lot of chatter of Carter Gordon being named on the bench, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens and we see a debut from him. Mm-hmm. Argentina versus New Zealand, my friend. Who are you picking? Um, look, heart says Argentina, head says New Zealand. Um, it is a tough place to play in Argentina, as the Wallabies found out last year. And Argentina have beat New Zealand in New Zealand. However, I think New Zealand is probably too strong for Argentina uh, this year. And I don't, I think that memory of the loss last year will be in All Blacks' minds for a very long time. And I don't think Argentina will catch the All Blacks with their pants around their ankles again anytime. Yeah, good to hear, mate. Good to hear you supporting the All Blacks. Um, now, I did a, I did a little um, <coughs> post as well on our socials about players to watch, uh, and I chucked up Damien McKenzie because obviously coming back into a black jersey. One Martin Gonzalez from Argentina, who is just an uber athlete, um, scored a great try, a couple of really good tries at the last Rugby World Championship. Bonivalu, we've mentioned how Eddie's got the man crush on him and we expect to see a lot out of him. And then Malcolm Marks. Now, my friend, I just want to see who are you watching for in this tournament? Who are you going to be watching, keeping a closer eye on when you're watching your Wallabies following around? Who will that be? Yeah, so for my mind, uh, it's got to, it, it's, there's a couple of people to, to watch. I think probably the biggest one that all Wallabies' eyes will be on will be whoever is wearing the number 10 jersey. And the reason I say that is because Quaid will, is the likely starting 10, or we could see Carter Gordon at a couple of different points. Or if Quaid has some poor performances, we could see Carter Gordon go into that jersey. So I think really the Wallabies fans will be keeping close eye on that 10 jersey, whoever fills it, and that'll be a really good barometer for how we perform in the World Cup. I think the... Look, as we, we said it for, for ages, the two biggest concerns 
for Wallabies is Lock and Ten. The Lock with Skeleton in there now, I'm I'm happy with. You know, we've even got Holloway who can add some flexibility in there. Richie Arnold. We've got and Nick Frost as well, to not to forget him as well. We've got some good pieces there. Ten is the other, is the position though that we're still, you know, Quaid, yeah, he's come out from his injury. He's played some good games in the Japanese league, but there's nothing like international rugby. You know, there's nothing like having to perform at that level. Who knows if he might suffer another injury again? You know, he's he's older now. He's 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 getting up there in years. And then there's Carter Gordon, the young gun, who's has who, as you just mentioned, is one of the players who might make their debut. So uh, I I think definitely blooding Carter Gordon before the Rugby World Cup will be in Eddie Jones's playbook. Whether that's coming off the bench in a game or starting a game, he might start the game against Argentina, for example. I think that'll be in his uh playbook to to get that done um and get him some experience in a uh, gold jersey so i think whoever is wearing the 10 jersey for the wallabies is going to be the the position i'm looking most at uh the wallabies and funnily enough uh you mentioned damien mckenzie uh I, the 10 jersey for the all blacks is also another position i'm going to be watching because you've got a couple of quality options there now and uh mckenzie does provide flexibility through the back line as well. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think he's definitely my player to watch. I think he's probably having his best year in his career. Uh, and he's just got this, uh, he's just got something about him this year that it's just, he draws your eye to him. You know, he's always totally. making plays and putting his team in a position to win. Um, so I think D-Mac is, is probably my, if I had to name a player specifically, it'd probably be Damien McKenzie. I'm actually going to take it a step further, and you've named, obviously, the Wallabies, just 10 position as a whole, and All Black 10. I'm going to go in the South African 10 jersey. Now, Andre Pollard, Andre Pollard, obviously out injured, will be out for the rugby championship. So the the belief is either Manny Leboc or Damien Willemise will fill in in that jersey, and that'll be really interesting to see how those two go. Uh, Will Messi, I think, is one of the best fullbacks in the world when he's in that position because he's got that that aura of a ten to him, but is definitely athletic enough to be a fullback. So I'm really interested with a how how that that position goes for South Africa. Um, kind of building on you, I'm I'm probably more watching who there's going to be in ten. I know South Africa is sending like two separate squads. One's staying and playing Australia. One will travel to New yeah. Zealand. Um, and then in Argentina, I'm actually going to be interested in their loose forward trio when I'm going to be watching as a position. Now, Pablo Matera, obviously, one great number eight, probably one of the world best number eights up there. Uh, six, I mentioned one, Martin Gonzalez. But seven, Marcos Kremer has been banned for five matches, so he will also miss the rugby championship. So who they yeah. put and fill in there. I also am going to be watching, and, and probably most important for Argentina, Michael Checker, because... Mm. As much as like Argentina, we've, they've definitely been on a roll. I'll be really interested. There's a man who knows how to get into World Cup finals. Michael Checker showed us with a not-so-strong Wallabies team, like a not an overly strong Wallabies team, definitely not off the pace. But, you know, this is a very similar Argentinian team. I see him building towards a World Cup. So what decision he makes, how the team looks, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how he goes the talk when Aussie and Argentina play each other, him and Eddie matching up. I'm very interested in that matchup. 100%. I think, yeah, Cech is definitely going to uh, 
he he can. I don't, you know, he obviously like with all Australian coaches in recent memory, he doesn't have the best record against New Zealand coaches, but he he knows what winning rugby is, and totally. I think he's definitely brought uh, an extra element to the Argentinian squad that can't be uh, discounted. So uh, that that's why I said my heart says Argentina, my head says New Zealand for that matchup because. My heart wants to believe that Czech and the Argentinians can get it done. Yeah, as an Aussie, I can see why you say that, but you're smart. You are a smart man, Hughes. It's why you're my friend, bud, because you know you know to go over your head. Um, there's a new rugby tournament being announced in 2026, yes. the World Rugby League, whatever they're calling it. I think it was the World Rugby League. Um, basically, Sanzar Six League. Nations. The World League. They haven't even called it rugby, just the World League. Uh, Sanzar and the Six Nations coming together as a mutually exclusive relationship um, to build 10 teams, basically, and they're going to add two more. Rumours have it those two are going to be Japan and Fiji. There's not going to be any relegation up until 2030, so someone like Georgia Samoa, Samoa, who recently bet Fiji in the Pacific (laughs) um, tournament, Georgia, who are the 11th-ranked team in the world, probably feeling a little bit hard done by. Um, However... I'm gonna let me get your thoughts first on this because I'll share my thoughts after you. I want to hear what you think of this world league and this tournament. Yeah, my first thoughts were immediately Japan has to be one of the the two invitational teams, no question about it. And at first, I thought the other team definitely has to be Georgia. I'm chatting with my dad about it. He actually thought maybe the USA could be the other team to bring rugby to the USA. Like imagine having some big rugby games over in the USA as part of this world league tournament. Like that would be huge for the game internationally like imagine having an all blacks versus wallabies game in uh los angeles or san diego or something like that like i think that would be uh a, a great a great scene um but it is more it, it, you know the rumors have it that it's going to be fiji and japan i mean that's also good because you want to grow the game in the pacific islands as well um my thoughts are this is this is good for for rugby um and i think it is uh, it adds some more variety. Like it's, we go so long between drinks in terms of the World Cup. You know, of seeing countries play against each other. That and the rugby championship each year is just not enough, and it's and it's not prestigious enough. Whereas I think this World League creates something that people will care about a bit more, um, and it is a good opportunity to grow the game as well. Um, yeah, I really want to see more about the format to to decide on, to to have more thoughts on it. But my initial thoughts are all positive. Yeah, I know they they are doing a second division as well, like yeah, league, tier. yeah, second tier. Look, I I I'm I'm positive with it. I think it's I like the idea. I loved the free test format and the touring format where we saw obviously Ireland come to New Zealand and beat New Zealand. I did love that when you knew those. Middle of the year breaks, you were going to have a Northern Hemisphere team tour down under because those are going now because basically what they will be replaced by is you'll play three games against different opponents now. Mm. Again, I'm not totally against that because, again, you, I think if you say, hey, you know, New Zealand, you get to play Wales, Ireland and Francis, you know, that it, it just makes for a bit more excitement playing three different teams in the same team mm. three times. I get it, but I, I, I will miss the tours I guess will be the only thing there because, you know, what Ireland did 
recently was history. You know, like no team had come to New Zealand and done that for so long and won two games in New Zealand. And to me, that will 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 lose a little bit of that. Um, but I still think I think I, yeah. All going, I think, we'll look back in... This is one of those ones I think I'll look back in 10 years and go, that was a great decision. Like, that was a a smart move. Um, Just like I think they've done with the World Test Championship, as much as it sometimes, you know, has lesser meaning as we see the Ashes going on at the moment. But definitely, rather than just having these one-off tests and these tour of tests, they actually add to something and, you know, at the end you are awarded with something in a final, like they've said, which I think will be great showing. I, I do see the value in it. I do. And I'd imagine it'd be something like you'd have four pools of three teams each. Every, uh, everyone plays each other once, so that's each team plays two games in their pool, and then you go into the finals. So it won't be, won't be no, that it's, many matches. It's going two pools of six. Really? So oh, it's, it's, it's been confirmed. I haven't seen any of the details. Of I'm pretty sure like the, if it hasn't been confirmed, it's close to being that. It'll be two pools of six, and you'll play the other pool. Everyone in the other pool once, I think. Mm. And so you play five games all up and then a final. Again, don't quote me on that. Do not quote me on that. But I believe it is, so two pools of six. And so like New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, Argentina, Japan and Fiji will be all in the same pool. And then the Six Nations are in the same pool. And then you play everyone else and then you get your points and then the two top teams play in the final. Okay, so the Australia... The Southern Hemisphere pool and the Northern Hemisphere pool, let's call it. So everyone in the Southern Hemisphere team pool will play all of the Northern Hemisphere teams. I believe so, so yes. So everyone will play six games. Yes, correct, the correct. There you go, yes, six games. Because you play free during the middle of the year. God, a terrible match. Free in the middle of the year, then you'll play free at the end of the year, and then if you make the final, it's just a yeah. top team versus top team final. So, yeah. Interesting. Which I think's a good way of doing it, and that's why I think Fiji's getting the look over... Georgia, because then yeah. they can go, hey, we've got two six teams of pools of six. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I I like the idea of it. I think, I don't know why they've waited until 2030 for relegation. Like I've, I've got no problem with 2026 mm. cutting off and then going, look, we'll revisit. Like I wouldn't have said it, I'll re- revisit it in 2028 and gone, is this working? Is this going to work? Yes, yeah. it's going to work. Like I just feel bad, again, for Georgia, Samoa, who Samoa and Georgia both ranked above Italy and Fiji who are now going to be in this tournament. So there's there's those little things. But again, I think, and I did read a comment from someone, I can't remember who it was, that it takes away from the World Cup. But like you said, I think with the World Cup being four years apart, I don't think it will. Like, I think it's still that international series we'll see yeah. that I think it will heighten it. Yes, 100%. 100%. Shall we move on to the under-20 World Cup? Yes. Disaster for the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't move on to it. So, mm-hmm. Southern Hemisphere and Japan, I think Japan are included in this, but let me see if I can, off the top of my head, remember. Georgia beat Argentina 20-0. Italy beat South Africa 34-26. France beat New Zealand 35-12. Ireland... 35-14. 14. Oh, we got two conversions. Nice. Ireland beat England, uh, Australia 30-10. Yep. Um... Fiji got beaten by England. I don't know what like by a decent score. Fifty-three to seven. And the last one was Wales beat Japan. Forty-one to nineteen. Now, um, everyone's going to be you know scared, and there's a lot of 
fearful comments that the under-20s in the Southern Hemisphere plus Japan, we know Japan isn't in the Southern Hemisphere. For this case, I'm calling Japanese a lower hemisphere. We're going to call it the lower hemisphere teams. Okay, so for the lower hemisphere teams, there's a lot of fear and a lot of scare about these big losses and these losses, especially South Africa. I know there are a lot of comments about their loss at home against Italy. Here's the difference. The under-26 nations, all right? So they have an under-26 nation that has been happening since 2018. So for the past five years, every single year, all the under-20s teams in that six-nation pool come together and play. Again, doesn't explain the Georgia-Argentina one, but all New Zealand's had, as far as I know, and I'm sure someone will cross-check and call me out if I'm wrong, is two warm-up games against Australia and vice versa for Australia against New Zealand. So both teams going into this have been as much as that, like like there's Peter Larkai playing in the tournament. So you know a, a future all black future star of the game. These guys haven't had a lot of time together. They haven't played as a cohesive cohesive unit, and they also haven't played against with and against talent of that same level. So like Peter Larkai has been playing to Hurricanes level, whereas someone who's yet to play a Super Rugby test or game. Cap is playing at that level. So when you play all together in the under-20s, it's a bit different. And it's the same with South Africa, same with Australia. We see uh, Teddy Wilson, captaining um, the Australian team, played at that level. Some of those other players definitely haven't. So as much as we're all kind of getting nervous, to me it shows that we do need to do something. There is definitely a need for something. We don't want to fall behind. But it doesn't make me scream in disaster as a lower hemisphere, you know, fan. I'm just, it's one of those ones like, okay, note it. We need yeah. to improve on something. Let's get more under-20s competitions going. You know, why don't we have an under-20s rugby championship? If they've got under-20s stations, like under-20s rugby championship would be amazing. And I don't see why you can't run at the same time and has it as all or every single game be a curtain raiser. Now, I know they've got a exactly. World Cup on now, but you could plan it. If it's not ha- like if it's a World Cup, yeah, okay, you're not. we're not doing it for the rugby championship, but the next year we do it and the next year. Yeah. So, like, I, yeah, I, I, I think... Why not I've, put it in 2024, yeah. Exactly. I, 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 I don't see the reason not to, and especially for the experience, like, you aren't going to get any, many under 20-year-olds, you know, those kids that don't, don't make it from there who can say that they flew to South Africa with a New Zealand under-20s team and played in South Africa or flew to Argentina and played in Argentina. What a story that makes. And then... That'll help them when they do take that step up. They're not just chucked in the deep end. So, I definitely a lot of a lot of value in your in your point there, my friend. I mean, yeah, like we, rugby Australia is getting this big investment now with the Rugby World Cup coming up, you know. And I'm sure New Zealand rugby will be contributing to that as well. But you know, under 20s Super Rugby make that more of an official thing. You know, under 20s Bledisloe. You know, maybe totally. Australia will win something there. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, because they beat New Zealand twice this year, so it's possible. So once, you know, once, I, once, once, once. Was it once? once, once, yeah, once. We once. split it one all. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I don't remember. The, I don't remember the second one. Um, so you know, why not? But just more investment in the under twenties uh, game. And as you said, curtain raises. Like that's a perfect opportunity to be curtain raises ahead of lots of things. You know, invest in the under twenties in the women's game. Rugby will accelerate. So yeah, totally. I, mean, I agree. Where the development's going to be. Yeah, I I can't wait for a full on. Women's Super Rugby Tournament, like you've got both New Zealand and Australian competitions at the moment, so I can't wait until they do finally join those two up and we see some Waratahs versus... And I think it's going to be good for you because we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it right now. 
Black Ferns versus the Wallaroos, 50 to nil. Like, there was a lot of belief in my mind from what I was seeing from, I guess, social media, from some talk that the Wallaroos were going to actually put up a bit of a fight. And I believed it. Like It's not like I sat there. I We'd seen Super W be very successful again. You know, the, the, the Waratahs woman, I know Fijiana girls won it, but the Waratahs women were very competitive throughout the round robin, so were the Reds girls. Mm. And then to kind of come out and put up that performance, to me, shows that we need to be more cohesive. Yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. there's n- no winner in a 15 to 0. Like, the, I, I, again, All Blacks aside, like, if the All Blacks put 50 point on the Wallabies, I'm not going to feel guilty because it's a professional. We're all at, but women's rugby is just getting kicked off the ground realistically yeah. like we are taking very at the moment first baby steps for the sport and to not bring it in together and have a super women's pacific rugby competition seems just mind-boggling to me yeah 100 100 completely agree last couple of points um firstly Bristol and Munster have been scheduled for games against the Crusaders for next year as they go ahead in a Northern tour, which I think is a great idea. I love the idea of just that. Just even like it's a preseason game, it's not. It doesn't mean anything, but it's again two teams playing intercontinental. You're never going to see Bristol and Munster playing against the Crusaders that often. I just love the idea. I think more teams should definitely jump on this bandwagon um, and see how many games they can get against those teams. Hundred percent, and it reminds me of the um, in the NRL where the NRL Premiership winner plays the Super Rug, uh, Super League winner, um, and uh, even this last year, there the uh, was it Saint, Saint Helens Saints Saint they played a warm up game against the Dragons and then played against Penrith as well. You know, a really exciting game. Um, so yeah, I definitely like the sound of that. Totally, totally, and yeah, I love the fact that it, it, it's just a preseason game. It doesn't doesn't have to mean everything every once in a while. It just can just be a game and get 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 the juices flowing. Last two points: Maddie Proctor has signed with the Rebels, added to the Rebels cattle that they've brought in for next season. Um, one time, I think one game all back, maybe two, yeah, one game. but but a very very good addition. I always loved him. His brother Billy absolutely killed it at the Hurricanes this year. Had his best season. Um, for the Hurricanes, and Matt Proctor will add a very good spark to that 13 jersey for the Rebels. Now, lastly, what do we think of the jersey, Husey? Look, do you want my honest opinion, or do you want my not so honest opinion? Uh, as honest as you want, bud. Yeah. Look, it's... <sighs> Glasses as well. Look, when you can't see the patterns on it, it's fine. I think when you see the patterns on it, it reminds me of like a big, fat American white guy in Hawaii wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Like just the patterns on it just reminds me of a Hawaiian shirt too much. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like the All Blacks jersey is it's called the they're called the All Blacks for a reason. Like, why why are you messing with the All Black formula? You know, it's all black is just what it should be. It should just be all black. And you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You don't need to make that many creative decisions about it. You know, and I see that they tried to be clever, you know, like, oh, it is still all black. The ferns are just not picked out there in like a different material, like a highlight. And it's like, okay, but that's you know, you're still taking away from it. It's not it for me, it's just it it doesn't feel right. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna give you my honest opinion now. 
when I first saw the photo, <laughs> I love the collar. I was Searching. like, I was like, I loved it. Loved the collar. Was like, yes. In the images I first saw, I couldn't see the ferns. And I thought, they fucking nailed this. They That is black on black, collar, it all looked like, I'm, I still think the best uh, All Blacks jersey is the white collar one, because when way back when we had the white collar, and I love that one, and I was like, that's this is up there. And then I saw the ferns, and look, some people out there are anti it. I can understand why, and I can understand your point of view. I can totally. It is, a but it's very different for the All Blacks. It yeah. is very different for the All Blacks. So when you do something like that, you're gonna get, you know, those people who are like, oh, I absolutely hate that. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they took a chance. I, um, not the biggest fan of this jersey. I think if it had just been all yeah. black, it still would look better. I like the fact that they took a chance with this. Again, I think they could have gone in multiple different directions and made it look better. If they had, if these were mouldy designs or something like that, that's, I could get behind it a bit more. But I'm not against it. The black, the, the fern is very much the All Blacks. I get what they were trying yeah. to do. I think, I, I, like you said, I think they have, to me, like if it had just been fully black with the collar, I'm giving it like an, an A, maybe an A+. plus With... The ferns and stuff, I'm still giving it a solid B where I can see many people go and C, C minus D fail. But I, I do, I trust in the All Blacks. And it, you know what I thought? I said, said to myself, Luke, is this jersey going to look good when they lift the Rugby World Cup in November? And I said, it is. It is going to look good. Everyone's going to look back and go, that damn fern, we should have had them printed on for a last World Cup and then we wouldn't have been standing here with only four World Cups, would be have five. So... That's what I, in my head, now I can see them lifting the World Cup with the fern. Yeah. I I agree with you that I would have liked to see something different other than the ferns, because the ferns just, I, it, I can't get a uh, Hawaiian shirt out of my head. With and I get it, I, I do get it, it is very, I, to be fair, when you put it on, it is, act, like, you can't actually see them very well. Mm. Like, I see them more now looking at myself in the camera yeah. Then I do actually sitting here and looking at it, but it does like a lot of people said it, and until someone said it, I didn't, I didn't think this until I saw someone say it, and it's very golf shirt esque. You know, you're going out onto the golf, and I was like, oh damn, it is a little bit, oh, fuck. But again, it'll look good when the boys are lifting the trophy, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> if it's not enough now, Husey, it's a win, a wear, and a way, and the boys will get it done. I, look, as long as it's Southern Hemisphere, not Northern Hemisphere, I'll be happy. Yeah, I, do, I, do, oh, I don't know if I could take oh, another like, South as African long as it's one. Southern Hemisphere and not South Africa. I don't yeah. know if I could take another South African one. Yeah. Like... So, yeah, I had to amend that to exclude South Africa there. But, you know, Australia, well, uh, New Zealand, Argentina, and Japan, we're including them in Southern Hemisphere. They're honorary Southern Hemisphere citizens. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm even borderline there too. I just, I, I don't, it's not that I, Hate the South Africans. It's it's more. I just can't stand having to. It's a very Joey Johns situation. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and listen to them for the next four years again. Like that's eight years in a row. I've had to sit there and listen to a South African tell me they're the world champions. I don't know if I could mentally do that. Like you know what I mean. I could sit here and take and take it from you. Take a, a Wallabies for the next four years as world champions. I could. It would hurt. It would taste yeah. like, you know, I've eaten shit or something because that's yeah. how bad it would be. But I could take. I don't know if I could take another four years of the Springboks. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it either. That's why I quickly amended it to yeah. take out the, the spring box in there. It'd be, I, I think, yeah, I think I. Okay, here's here's a, here's a good one for you. All right. Would you rather South Africa? If you had to, you have to pick one of these three to win a World Cup. Who are you picking? England, France, South Africa. Oh, I knew. You were I know. Get to me. Oh. I see, and and everyone knows. Obviously, I've got a passionate hate for the French. I'm a New Zealander. What, you know, what 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 else to say? Now, I was like, I thought you were going to say like when you first started this question, I thought it was going to be Ireland, um, no. France, and South Africa, and then easy. I and then I thought he's going to say England because I just couldn't stand the English winning it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. So I I would rather a South African win than those two fuckers win it. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know, like hey. I love that you Frenchies and you English play the sport, but other than that, I couldn't care less. I don't want you to say it. I don't want you to even get near the trial. I would rather, you know, I would I would rather see, as long as the French and the English went out at the quarterfinals, anyone could win it. I don't want to see them anywhere near the semifinals. I don't want to, I would love to see them both out of the pool stages. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but it would still suck to hear a South African for the next four years again. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I, look, can't, can't disagree there. Excellent. We are T-minus seven days now from the first game of the Rugby Championship. Yes. Getting us closer to the World Cup. Getting us closer to the big Bledisloe. So watch out for some content from us. As always, if you've liked what you've heard or watched on the YouTubes or the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Notify everything we're pointing down, but I'm not actually going to put anything in here. But you just no, go. It's just, the, but below the YouTube video is the subscribe button. Is the subscribe button. So make sure you do that. And um, yeah, thank you for joining us today. I've been Luke. That has been Husey. We will see you later. Peace.